Whoa. Whoa. Well, we had to be efficient with that whoa, because this is a very efficient episode of Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. That's right. No intro, just getting straight into it. We have been doing Island of the Dinosaurs for over half of our podcast episodes. Is that feels like I don't it. think it's quite that much, but yeah, close. it's pretty close. Yeah, we've been wasting way too much time with intros. <laughs> we just need to get straight to the story so we can get through as much as possible. Why don't you at least introduce what the podcast is, Joseph? Because some people don't know. Oh, this is Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, and... we read... <laughs> oh. I forgot what else there was to say. I was just going to stall for a bit. <laughs> well, that's all you had to say. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, Nailed it. It's a good non-time-wasting introduction. Okay. So efficient. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories we wrote as children, delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind. I'm Theo. I'm Joseph. And what are we reading today, Joseph? Island of the Dinosaurs by Theo Chandler. It's super efficient. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job having no intro. Yeah, best intro yet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's probably true. Okay. <laughs> so, Island of the Dinosaurs. It's a story about some people who, they get on a plane, then they get off the it's plane. It's Jurassic Park. Because it crashes. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park. Okay, yeah, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, they land on an island that's full of dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs everywhere. Uh, you got Reginald. He's the boy genius character, modeled after yours truly. You've got Sheila, his mom, who... Modeled after yours truly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and then you have Daryl, who is Sheila's love interest. And he was also on the island of the dinosaurs before. Then all of his friends died and he left. And then he crash landed there again. And then who are the other characters? You have James, who is with Daryl now. You have Janet, who is Sheila's sort of conflict in the story. Who else? You got Raxer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kevin. He's just an idiot who just likes to play all the time. You got Jane, who talks really strangely. That's all you need to know, I think. Ray with no job. Don't forget about Ray with no job. There's <laughs> also Ray with no job. And that's a great transition, Joseph, because do you know what the next paragraph starts with? I'm trying to find where we are. It's, it's the paragraph that starts with Ray Montera. Oh, is this Ray with no job? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> it's just a different Ray in the same story. I was going to say, it does. the first sentence is Ray Montera circled over the island in a helicopter. So either this is Ray with no job just going rogue or <laughs> Ray got a job. It sounds like Ray got a job. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just say Ray got a job. Okay. okay. He's got a job now. What a redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> it was all off camera. <laughs> There's going to be a spinoff book that shows the whole hiring process. You know, we've thought of a lot of books we need to write. We got Three Cowboys. We got Infinite Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, that's an infinite series of books we need to write. but <laughs> Or an infinitely long one book. <laughs> yeah, this, this would be a good one. Let's add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> right with no job redemption arc. Yeah. It's a terrible title for it. We have to think of a better title. Because <laughs> it kind of gives it away, right? Yeah. Uh, but here we go. So Ray Montera circled over the island in a helicopter. He was sent to this island to find dinosaurs and kill, well, cage them up for his instructor, <laughs> Dane Asrout. Wow, terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> Asrout? Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it. Do you think it's Asrout? <laughs> Probably. There aren't I mean, two S's. <laughs> Asrout, yeah, I guess that sounds like some weird <laughs> euphemism for your anus. Yes, it does. That's the route your poop takes. Asrout. <laughs> All right, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. I was worried you were going to go for an anal sex joke. So, Oh, okay. Uh, well, that would yeah. also be the ass route. <laughs> <laughs> Two-way traffic. Okay. Uh, okay, so yeah. <laughs> Just some stuff to point out about those two sentences. Of course, we all know from my previous story, Quest of the Dragon, that when someone gets two names, they don't have long on this earth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ray Montera. <laughs> well, we'll see about you. Also, I love that. Why does it say he was sent to the island to find dinosaurs and kill dot dot dot? Well, cage them up for his instructor. <laughs> so his orders are to cage them up and he just like forgets for a moment and thinks he's supposed to kill them. That that's what I kind of I got the impression that he was supposed to cage them up, but he's just like a psychopath, a bad guy, and he's like, oh. oh, I wish I could kill him because <laughs> I, I like killing things. 
when you've gone so long without a job, maybe he's just, (laughs) maybe a dinosaur took his job, his original job. Oh, man, yeah. It was outsourced to the island of the dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah, that worked for almost nothing. I was thinking when you said it's been so long since he's had a job, he hasn't maintained the skill of remembering what his job is supposed to be. So he's like thinking, am I supposed to kill them? And then he looks at his contract. He's like, no, no, cage them up. That is a tough skill. That is a tough skill, for sure. I also like that Dane Asserout is, his instructor like is ray montera a student maybe the company that hired ray also hired a person to train him oh dane as i'm gonna call him as i guess i am arguing with the author here i guess it's as i mean as obviously <laughs> that would be so funny to write a book with all of these really <laughs> unpleasant names that could easily be pronounced in an easier way. Anyone asks you and you and you qualify that they are in fact yeah. pronounced the worst possible way. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example. The one I came up with is people try to say penis boot and you're like, no, it's penis butt. <laughs> It's a good one. Okay, yeah. So, Dane Asrout, I just want to say, because in the... <laughs> so committed. So committed to it. Sorry. Remember when I mentioned Granite back towards the beginning of the story, and he's the bad guy? <laughs> yes, the bad guy. Yeah. There is a revised version of this story, which will cover some of the revisions on a retrospective episode, but Dane Asrout and Granite are the same person. Oh, same you now. just forgot what his name was? <laughs> I guess. I guess I just thought, Granite, is that a cool enough name? Nah, ass route. <laughs> yeah, Granite's a way cooler name for a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you really wanted to drive home the point that he was an ass. <laughs> an anus, like a, like a butthole. Um, he, um, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I don't really know what to say about that. I guess just to fill you in on Granite, because we haven't heard from him in several, several pages. So his goal was to cage up all of the dinosaurs. And... He was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. You explicitly stated that he was the bad guy at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So this is his second mention by a different name. I mean, you can see why he wanted to go by Granite. (laughs) It's a fair point. It's a middle name. Moving on. He was sent to the island to find dinosaurs and kill while caged them up for his instructor, Dan Asrout, or Dane Asrout. (laughs) I corrected the pronunciation of the first name. And then I guess we get a little clarification because it says, the only problem for Ray was that the dinosaurs would probably scare him him and force him to kill them. That's fair. Yeah. Wonder if that holds up in court. Um, Ray <laughs> saw a long wing thrash into his helicopter. He spiraled down to the ground and somehow landed. The good thing is that he was still alive. <laughs> I guess the only thing to mention there is, yeah, I guess this Quetzalcoatlus just always attacks any flying vehicle. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair survival instinct, I feel like. If you're kind of the the king of the skies you don't want other things up there hey i'm the king of the skies i think my favorite thing about the end of this paragraph is most authors lead you to think that maybe a character died and you're just not sure and they come back (laughs) later and and you're like oh they did survive that crash you're very explicit spiraled (laughs) down to the ground somehow landed the good thing is he was still alive. <laughs> okay. All right. So that clears it up. Because, I mean, the somehow landed would probably even tell you that he was... But you even explicitly said it again, so... <laughs> and somehow landed. Ray was dead. <laughs> God forbid there be any suspense. <laughs> you need to know. All right. So now we're going back to Jane and Kevin. So remember, the last thing that happened is they were crying about Dwinkle's death. And then Mm -hmm. a stegosaurus baby walks into the cabin and Jane says, don't let it out. Don't let it out. So then they close the door and trap the stegosaurus baby in the cabin. Smart. And then I guess snow starts falling into the window of the cabin. And then Kevin says, let's make a sled. Yeah. Kevin took one look at the snow and noticed it wasn't coming from the sky. It was coming from a mountain. It couldn't be snow. It had to be a... And then dot, dot, dot. Ow! Jane yelled as she danced around the cabin. That hurts! She screamed again. And notice how there are no apostrophes in those words, Joseph? Yeah. Jane normally talked very strangely, had lots of apostrophes. So we're going to see what's happening with that. Oh, there's a happening with that. I thought that was just a mistake that you made. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's like a, it's a plot point, I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's faking it the whole time. <laughs> so it says, all of a sudden, Kevin knew it wasn't snow. It was a volcano. 
So I'll let that sink in. I love how you're trying to clarify that it's ash, but no, yeah. the snow is a volcano. Like, Thank you. Like how could someone possibly mistake snow for a volcano? <laughs> or the other way around, like you try to make a snowball and hit someone with it, but you accidentally make a volcano ball and it's like deadly. Yeah, it's like when you make snowballs as a kid, but you accidentally get like a piece of gravel in there. They're like, oh, I tried to put a rock in it. But no, it's like an entire volcano. I put a volcano in mine. All of a sudden, Kevin knew it wasn't snow. It was a volcano. The snow was ash. There it is. Yeah. He waited for Jane to come around the cabin to tell her to run. And to his surprise, she was smiling. I can talk. No, wait. I can't. She's trying to say, I can talk. No, wait, I can't. But what does that even mean? (laughs) Clearly she can. Just imagine like you walk into a room and you you see someone, you know, for the first time in a bit and you're just like, hey, how's it going? Like, I can talk. And no way, I I can't. What the fuck? I would love that if somebody said that. I feel like most of these OIs that I throw in every word, I was trying to go for something like Australian. Oh, I can talk. <laughs> Oi, coin, toilk. T O I L K. Oi, coin, toilk. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just replacing every vowel <laughs> with OI. Noi, wait, oi, coin. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Yeah, oi is a particularly difficult, I guess that's a diphthong. It's a particularly difficult one to say, right? Oh, Especially I, when it's followed by an L and toilk. <laughs> toilk. 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 That, yeah, that's a portmanteau for oil and talk. Mm. Uh, it's when you're talking about oil. <laughs> toilk. Let's toilk. <laughs> oh, is there an oil shortage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people start talking about some uh, oil shortage or something, and the person who's, who doesn't like politics is like, ugh, they're toilking again. I'm reading this book right now. It just reminds me of, I'm reading this book right now called Nixon. And it's not about the former president. It's about like this Dutch thing. It's like the Dutch art of doing nothing. In the Netherlands, whenever they have a noun, they can always turn it into a verb by just putting in at the end of it. So their word for nothing is nix. And then oh. Nixon is doing nothing. That just reminded me of that with toilking. <laughs> it's the English version of talking about anything. Replacing the A in the word talk with that thing. If you want to talk about water... Twatter elk. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, you want to talk about to computer elk. We're just making a new language over here. And if you want to use it, you have to pay us. <laughs> Finally, our podcast will become rich. Damn it. Why did I want to say to computer elk so badly? <laughs> All right. So, um, so oi coin talk. No oi coin talk. Um, okay. So Kevin tried to figure out what the words were, but he couldn't. Ow. She yelled again, Wait, I think I can only say things if Jeez. I'm getting hot. So she's saying, Wait, I think I can only say things if I'm getting hot. So this is what we've discovered is that as she's being burned by the ash, she can speak normally without her strange <laughs> accent, as it's described. This is the exact opposite of a superpower. You can talk normally like most people can, but only if you're in pain from being hot. <laughs> I, I have no idea why this is such a fucking revelation. I mean, it goes on. None of the words were familiar to him. Come on, he yelled to her. She stared blankly at him. What are you doing? Asked Kevin. This is what are doing. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I guess Kevin needs to get burned by some ash. (laughs) What are doing? Asked Kevin. I know how to... And she still can't say speak. I I know how to peek. (laughs) Well, not that well, but... Jane smiled. She knew how to talk. Oh my god. What is this? We've spent like a, half a paragraph on this bizarre subplot. That when she's being burned, she can talk without her accent. Speech therapists hate her. This one yeah. weird trick. She's destroying a billion dollar industry. <laughs> the billion dollar speech therapy industry. Gotta hate how many lobbyists they have. Big speech. Yeah. Okay. All along, you just had to get burned by volcano ash. <laughs> just carry around a pouch of volcano <laughs> yeah. ash in your pocket. And anytime you need to talk, <laughs> just pour some on your skin. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so when she says, I, I know how to peek. So there's still some of her accent remaining, but 
In what accent do you not say the S in the word speak? Uh, I've given up on her accent. I have no idea. I know how you to did peak. seem oddly um, enamored with accents in your stories as that you wrote as a kid. I mean, I in uh, the Quest of the Dragon, you had a guy, the principal, right? Called it old, old stinky or whatever. Yeah, old stinky. Well, it's just it's just funny that she can speak normally and then she smiled. She knew how to talk as if anyone with an accent, if they just spoke without their accent, they'd be like, oh, my God, I, <laughs> I figured it out. I can talk now. <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. Yeah, it sounds like she was mute before yeah. <laughs> the way they're framing it. but The way they're framing it. <laughs> the way you're framing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just Jane and Kevin. <laughs> I just had to stay true to the characters. Okay, so Jane smiled. She knew how to talk. And then, come on, said Kevin, even though he knew she always wanted to speak right. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Doesn't he seem like an asshole? Like she's having this (laughs) revelation, but he's just like, come on, we got to go. Well, I mean, I don't think he's that much of an asshole. (laughs) She's getting burned by Volcano Ash. (laughs) She just wants to keep doing it. Yeah, And I love that he knew she always wanted to speak right. She seemed totally fine speaking her weird way. Right. (laughs) Like, why are we just finding out now that she had character motivations? Yeah, that her accent was actually a speech impediment the whole time. Yeah. Like we're finding out she had this motivation after she already reached her goal. So there's no payoff. It's just like, yeah, I can talk now. I'm not as annoying for the reader. I guess that's just the only payoff. It's like Ray. We had no idea he wanted a job, but (laughs) here he is. I feel like it would have been so much better if (laughs) she had said earlier in the story, like, I wish I could speak or peek. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a good start. <laughs> and the other character would still be like, he couldn't figure out the words she said. <laughs> Say that all the time. Um, okay. So even though he knew she always wanted to speak, right? He says, come on. And then she started to run to him, but he had already grabbed her and started running. <laughs> That's a difficult one to imagine. <laughs> How does that work? You're starting to run, like you're taking your first step as you're running, and then you realize someone has already grabbed you. <laughs> they ran out of the valley, and then Jane screamed, Staggy! He is back there! I have to go save him! Him. So close. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin was about to grab her, but she had already gone to the cabin. Oh my god. Using <laughs> already in the strangest way. Like, <laughs> And then, yeah, she had already gone to the cabin and then surprisingly, she cared more about dinosaurs that tried to kill her than herself. When did Steggy try to kill her? <laughs> Steggy didn't try to kill her. Or is he just making generalization about all dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's, he's being a little racist. Yeah. Yeah. In the blink of an eye, lava rushed forward in a stream, blocking Jane's way out. She was so startled that she fell into the hot ash. And now she can speak perfectly. <laughs> now she's like centuries ahead in the development of language. Yeah, she's invented a new language. <laughs> yeah, so she fell into the hot ash and then Kevin looked every which way to find a vine. <laughs> and that's which o apostrophe way. Which of way. <laughs> Isn't it which a way? Like with an A? Did you think that's how people said every which way is... Every witch of way. Because <laughs> it's not someone talking. This is the narrator. <laughs> so Yeah, I should have tried to cover my bases and just had Jane say that. It's like, so. I'm looking for a vine. Well, try looking every witch away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I would have said, Kevin couldn't understand her words, but he <laughs> continued to look for a vine. He knew she wanted to speak right. Yeah, maybe the narrator needs to fall on some hot ash. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So this is Kevin. He saw a treehouse with a rope ladder about 25 yards away. He didn't understand how it had got there, but he wasn't ready to ask. He ran for it as fast as he could. Quickly, lava shot out in front of him. There had to be a way to get to the treehouse without being hit. 10 yards to go and not enough time to run it. Does that sound like it's supposed to be a saying? Yeah, it does. Uh, Like, time is not the thing preventing him from getting to the treehouse, right? Yeah. It's the lava that's preventing him. The lava. Ten yards to go and too much lava in between him and (laughs) the treehouse. I was imagining the lava coming down in streams in front of his path, but... It almost sounds like it's just shooting out in front of him, like someone's shooting it from a gun, like bursts of lava. Lava shot out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. 
Yeah, I also I love that there's a treehouse and it just says he didn't understand how it got there, but he wasn't ready to ask. Like <laughs> it's just like such a Deus Ex Machina uh, solution. Yeah. <laughs> just like there's a treehouse, just like yeah. And it's also he didn't understand why Sauron destroyed the ring, but he wasn't ready <laughs> <Yeah>. to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the sentence, he wasn't ready to ask. It's not like he didn't care. Yeah, right, He wasn't right. ready to ask, seems like. There's some information about how that treehouse got there that he's not ready to deal with. On a psychological <laughs> level, he can't handle why the treehouse is there. Right. I bet if he climbed up it, it'd be a skeleton with no head. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. I'll add in a little jump scare sound effect. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so 10 yards to go and not enough time to run it. Meanwhile, Jane got up and started wobbling, in parentheses. It's probably pretty hard to run with your legs burned over to the cabin. <laughs> Sounds kind of like he's making fun of her, or you're making fun of her. I feel like he's sort of justifying his word choice. So, it, like, meanwhile, Jane got up and started wobbling over to the cabin. And he's like, I know that sounds weird, but... Come on, her <laughs> legs are burned. But she is injured. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I got so defensive there. That's probably something that Seth read and he was like, why is she wobbling? And then you had to go back and put that clarification in. <laughs> Rather than just changing the word. <laughs> and she goes over to the cabin and then this is cute to picture. Happily, the stegosaur raced from the cabin to her. Lava burst through the valley and luckily it didn't touch Jane. Behind her, there was a noise. She looked back and saw a grown stegosaur. She quickly backed off and ran upstream, in quotes. While Jane was running, Kevin ran too. <laughs> Doesn't that just sound like a summary of this book? Just like everyone is running constantly in this book. Like, While Jane was running, Kevin ran too. So did Daryl. So did Sheila. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that should be a start of every paragraph. It's like one paragraph ends about Reginald and the next one starts with Daryl. And it just says, while Reginald was running, Daryl was running too. <laughs> it's a great transition. Yeah. So that whole Stegosaur plot line ends pretty quick. She gets the stegosaur then the stegosaur's mom takes it back oh does it yeah so she looked back and saw a grown stegosaur she quickly backed off i think by backed off i mean she gives i think i mean she gives the stegosaur the stegosaur baby i wasn't sure what that meant i, I mean <laughs> she just ran away I, I was still assuming this baby stegosaur was following her but <laughs> i might be wrong i don't remember the baby stegosaur being mentioned again so okay i think this is what happens okay so then jane was running kevin ran too just before the lava touched him he jumped to the ladder, swung over to the other side, and grabbed Jane. Oh, my God. As if they had not had enough bad... What? How does that make any sense? You can't picture it? In my mind, I was picturing, if the cabin were on the right, mm -hmm. I was imagining Kevin running towards the left to the treehouse. Mm -hmm. And Jane would have been running right to left as well, mm -hmm. avoiding the stegosaur? Going away from the stegosaur. Yeah. Running away from the cabin towards the treehouse. Mm -hmm. And then Kevin swung, presumably further to the <laughs> left, and got Jane. He swung to the other so side. So did he like swing one direction and then swing back and then grab Jane and then swing back again? Well, there's one more complication that you're, you're not considering is that because they're running from right to left in your version, right? So when the lava shoots out, I'm imagining it's running perpendicular to them, right? Right. When it says, Jane quickly backed off and ran upstream. I was just going to ignore that. Because <laughs> that really messes with my idea of how they're running. Because that would suggest she's running like into the background in your picture. <laughs> it's a really long rope, I guess. That's <laughs> Don't look so frustrated. Uh, Kevin's a hero. What can I say? Yeah, so Kevin swung over to the other side and grabbed Jane. And then, as if they had not had enough bad things... Lava started to chase them. Oh. I'm picturing the narrator is telling me this story at dinner or something like that, and they can tell I'm getting bored. And so then they're like, oh, the, the lava started chasing them, <laughs> just having to make something up at this point. So that's that paragraph. They're not in the treehouse. They're on the ground. No, they're not. Gotcha. Yeah, they just used the rope ladder to swing an impossible way. All right, shall we move on? Yes. This next paragraph is about Reginald. And remember, Reginald was in a laboratory where lots of Eudoraptors fell through the ceiling, right? And the last thing that happened was a Spinosaur just smashed its head through the wall <laughs> randomly and then grabbed a Eudoraptor and threw it. And then it like roared in, his, in Reginald's face, right? 
Uh, it's been doing that the whole story. I I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I think you just read the first sentence, Joseph. The first sentence of this paragraph. Oh, says, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> the Spinosaur roared crazily. <laughs> so the Spinosaur roared crazily. Reginald backed away from the crazy beast. <laughs> I don't know if I've actually grown out of calling everything crazy. I feel like I still use that word all the time. Um, everything a crazy yeah. beast. <laughs> so yeah, Reginald backed away from the crazy beast. His hands were getting warm for some reason. Powerfully. Lava. Hmm? Lava. (laughs) It is from the volcano. I was going to say, every time something is getting hot, it's the volcano. Yeah. Hot snow, that's ash from a volcano. (laughs) No, it wasn't snow. It was a volcano. (laughs) That's right. But do you see how how I've been weaving this yarn for so long? Because remember when Janet went to that pool of water she found in the cave and it was so hot, it would give you blisters in a second? (laughs) That's right. Maybe that's why I described it in so much detail, because I wanted to imprint that on the reader's mind that like things are getting hot around it here. wasn't water yeah. it was it was a volcano <laughs> yeah so his hands were getting warm for some reason i don't know why his hands are the things that get warm first but <laughs> it is from the volcano i'm imagining he's like putting his hands way out in front of him and he's like oh it's kind of warm in that direction i guess so um powerfully one of the Raptors that was still left whacked him with his tail Reginald slid over the metal floor. This is what's so hot. Anyway, sorry, can I just say, is, is that not just like a freaking like fighting video game that the Raptor whacks him <laughs> with his tail? Like you would think like a, any dinosaur would be clawing you and biting you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think of animals like thinking to just whack you. It's like the leg sweep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, I really want to eat this thing. Maybe I should whack it with my tail first. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a good whack. Also, he's a child. Like one bite will kill him, right? And it's just a whack. <laughs> Yeah. him with his tail. <laughs> yeah, so it says his hands were getting warm for some reason. Then he slid over the metal floor and it says, this is what's so hot. So I guess he was doing a handstand before. It does feed into the fact that it's a fighting video game. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't was it in, is it in Tekken or something that there's this like breakdancing character that you can be? I'm not sure, but yeah, I know in one of them you can be a dinosaur, actually. I'm, really? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I have to Google this now because I'm curious. I think it is Tekken. Yes, there's a character apparently named Alex. Okay. Who is a looks like a velociraptor with boxing gloves. Okay, so this Raptor is named Alex, you think? <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't find my breakdancing thing. I wonder if someone was just doing like capoeira and I I just thought it was breakdancing. Yeah, I think capoeira, that's probably it. Um should we move on? Um, do you want to do more research about this Raptor that gets mentioned for one sentence? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I figured it out. His name's Alex. He's got boxing gloves. We're good. <laughs> Which seems, that seems like a, a bad strategy. When you have claws, <laughs> why would you put boxing gloves on? Maybe you just want to hide your claws for kind of the ultimate final move. Oh. If nothing else is working. The gloves are coming off. That's right. That's why they say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving on. So this is what's so hot. As if thunder had struck... (laughs) Well, I'm I'm now getting a little tickled picturing Reginald was just breakdancing, and that's why it's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not the time or place, Reginald. (laughs) Hey, when it hits you, it hits you. You just got to (laughs) dance. Yeah, he slid over the metal floor. This is what's so hot. And then it says, as if thunder had struck it, the whole building came down and they landed on the wall of the house. What? What house? (laughs) imagining the building for some reason has just flipped on its side and now they're all on one wall i think that is what happened but also it's previously been described as a laboratory and now i'm calling it a house oh. so, so maybe the earthquake or whatever it was shot them so far that they landed in that house that only had like what one wall on the second floor a lot of paint buckets <laughs> yeah yeah and they landed on the wall of the house this was burning up this was burning up. Like, what was burning up? You can't just write this in as this was burning up with, like, multiple possible nouns for what this was. Okay. So, this was burning up. Reginald looked outside and saw lava flowing. Then it became night. Reginald could barely see... Barely spelled like the animal. Reginald could barely see anything in the dark. But he could make out a door up at the top, in quotes, of the house. Oh my god, so this this laboratory really did just flip on its side. Yeah. And so 
the, the door that was on the opposite wall is now the ceiling. Yeah. What the fuck? You don't think that's possible? It just says that the whole building came down. So what you mean by that is it just perfectly flipped on its side. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Everything intact. Mm-hmm. Also, it seems like if that happened, there would be no floor. So one of the walls, in quotes, would now be just completely empty unless it came up with the foundation. <laughs> Maybe it's a mobile home, a laboratory in a mobile home. We figured it out. Perfect. A, a meth laboratory, perhaps. <laughs> um. Also, just want to say that when you said this was burning up and you pointed out that you have no idea what's burning up because yeah. of the this could refer to anything. Yeah. I actually had a teacher in high school who said that we were not allowed to write this without putting what it referred to immediately afterwards. So if you said this, you had to say like this house or something, uh, but it actually made for some really bad writing sometimes because sometimes yeah, it sure. does make sense to write this <laughs> and it's obvious what it refers to. Right. But she was so adamant about that. She would take off points if you did it. Wow. She treated it like it was an actual grammatical error. And it's like, no, it's not. This is a thing you can write. Like she would take off points if you wrote that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Do you feel like she did you a disservice? She did. I still can't say this without saying what this refers to to this day. (laughs) I mean, we do say in this podcast, we read and analyze stories. I guess I could say, welcome to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In In this, this, we read and analyze stories. Much better. (laughs) Maybe I'll re-record the intro for this episode. Or for this. Um, Okay. So Reginald could barely see anything in the dark, but he could make out a door up at the top of the house. In the blink of an eye, a table and four chairs slid down. Oh my God. Why did that take so long? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just such a cartoon. The, the house is already flipped on its side perfectly with the floor intact. Yeah. And now everything is suspended in midair like a cartoon before it falls. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the chair and the table hold out a sign that says, uh-oh, and then they just slide down to the bottom. <laughs> right. Yeah so, yeah, so the table and four chairs sli- slide down, and then it says... Now the metal was getting really hot. The metal was so hot, if you put some in your mouth, you would have blisters in a couple of seconds. So hot, you would have to drink it with a couple... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It does not say that. I wish it did. Uh, But yeah, the metal is really hot now. Reginald looked around. Everyone was knocked out. He tried to grab them and carry them. But they wouldn't budge. I feel like no, no, no. That is a that is a theme. I I, I think you've written that before. Yeah. Where someone Oh my god, that's from Quest of the Dragon. It is, when it is from Quest of the Dragon. What's his name? Larry tries to pick up uh, a knocked out kid and he's like, Oh, it won't budge. Yeah, right. I mean, this makes a little more sense because Reginald is a child trying to move adults, but he was an adult trying to move a child. <laughs> that's budge. true. When a person won't budge, it typically indicates that they are resisting you moving them. Yeah. Every time it's because they're knocked out. Yeah, it's also just so weird to say he tried to grab them and carry them. Like, he's bundled them up. <laughs> yeah, all at once. So I, it's at this point, I think, when you realize the whole scene with the old man Ragsir was a total waste because he's knocked out and he won't budge. <laughs> so, yeah, Reginald, uh, finally he grabbed a chair and put it on top of the table. He continued this until there were no more chairs. <laughs> I would argue there were still chairs that were just on top of the table. But No, once they're up there, they're they're gone. Uh, at this point, they're table decorations. Everyone knows that about chairs. <laughs> chairs. It's just a strange cornucopia. That's why at restaurants when they close at night and they put the, the chairs on top of the table, they have to buy new chairs the next day because they're gone. What happened to all the chairs? <laughs> why do we have so many table decorations? <laughs> And it says, ugh. Reginald looked behind him and saw a man named Ari trying to get up. (laughs) Great, another character. Ari has never been mentioned before. (laughs) But he has no last name, so he might be around for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Reginald ran over and lifted his back up for him. Ari stood up and looked around. What happened? Come on, Reginald said. Don't worry about anything. Just come on. Reginald started to climb up his tower. 
in quotes. <laughs> okay, so I, it is funny that it says Reginald ran and lifted up Ari's back for him. <laughs> for him, yeah. <laughs> it's like a poorly rendered video game where the, the back of the person gets lifted up and then the rest of the body parts just kind of like slowly dangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it sounds sort of like he's just like putting his hand under his spine and lifting. It. It's hard to say that Reginald was doing that for him. It sounds like yeah. it's kind of torture, but it sounds like a fit finishing move (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah and honestly i don't know if it's good advice to just say don't worry about anything just come on (laughs) (laughs) i love that Uh, i'm gonna start using that more often (laughs) after someone has been knocked out by a volcano (laughs) knocking your laboratory over on its side and there are dinosaurs everywhere okay don't worry about anything yeah so reginald climbs up to the top of his tower which is the table with the chairs on it and then it says when he had gotten to the top he yelled What are you waiting for? Come on! Ari climbed up and looked at the lava around them. The Spinosaur had fallen over, making a bridge (laughs) to an area without any lava. They jumped on the large dinosaur's back and crossed over to the other side. They looked down one way and saw Kevin with a girl they didn't know. Run! (laughs) Run! (laughs) Kevin's with a girl he doesn't know. Run! Yeah, cooties. (laughs) Sounds like that's the reason why they're running. Yeah, I don't know who says run. Anybody could have said run. Also, I was just laughing at the fact that this house or laboratory has fallen over so cartoonishly (laughs) just on its side. And apparently so has the Spinosaur. It has just fallen over completely rigidly and they can use it as a bridge. I kind of feel bad for this Spinosaur. He didn't have a very good arc. And so is he dead? Just from falling over on his side? <laughs> yeah, he fell over and he's in lava. He's in a stream of lava. I think he's dead. Oh, right. Yeah, he's in lava. That'd probably get you. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this paragraph? Oh, I was just going to say that the tower that he made on the table, that's why the chairs were gone. Because it's a tower now. No chairs. <laughs> oh, it's a tower. <laughs> These are just tower parts, not chairs. Right. (laughs) What was it? Remember when they built rafts and the baryonyx destroyed the raft and it was like the boats became mini boats? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So each of the chairs is now a mini tower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right now it's a tower, but if it were to break, they would be mini towers. Uh, Yeah, I guess one last thing I'll say is this is what Reginald says to Ari. Come on, don't worry about anything, just come on. And then when he gets to the top of the tower, he says, what are you waiting for? Come on. So I do think, you know, to be fair, he has told Ari to come on twice already and he wasn't coming on. So, you know, it makes sense that he's like, what are you waiting for? Kind of being an asshole about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So spoiler, you never hear from Raxer again. We're putting all of our chips into Ari now. He's our guy. So. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the next paragraph is about Sheila. And before I start reading this, I just want to point out an interesting trend about the first sentence of each paragraph. So the previous one said, Sheila looked at the Baryonyx's teeth. Here's another. Dario looked up at the maddened red eyes in front of him. Here's another. Jane looked at Kevin with those dark brown eyes and smiled. Here's another. Dario looked up. Here's another. Kevin looked around. Uh, here's another. Janet looked around. Here's another. <laughs> Sheila looked around the so-called fire. Jane looked at Dwinkle. The Spinosaur looked straight into Reginald's eyes. So, so the start of many of my paragraphs is just something looked at something. <laughs> hey, you've got a system. Don't mess with it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like, I think what I'm trying to do is start with some action. Yeah. I mean, looking at something. <laughs> that's some That's some good action. Yep. So they all start with looked. And so this next paragraph is about Sheila. If you remember, she had gone into a cave and there's this big rush of water that killed the baryonyx uh, that was chasing her. Remember that? Yeah. And I will say in this paragraph, you also might notice that I get really into adverbs. <laughs> okay. Sheila tried to adjust to the darkness in this cave. But her eyes didn't work right. And I'm glad I pointed out that all those previous sentences started with something looked at something because now I have an explanation for why Sheila didn't look around because her eyes weren't working right <laughs> in the darkness of the cave. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah, and then it says, The way she had gone into the cave is when she was about to drown, she swam to the bottom to see if she could find a tunnel to swim into that might give her some air. So I'm just going to go ahead and say for all the young people listening, this is not a good strategy. You know, when you're about to drown, don't swim further down hoping you'll find a cave with some air. Could work, though. Um, Could pay off. It did pay off for Sheila. She soon found one and swam into it. Her eyes danced when she saw the surface. 
She got out of the water and looked around. Water rushed past her like wildebeest running from a jaguar. Like wild wildebeest. I'm <laughs>、uh, sorry. Like wild, <laughs> like wild, wild, wildebeest running from a jaguar. <laughs> Then came the jaguar. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know.、Uh, can you guess what it's going to be? The baryonyx? No, it's dead. Lava. <laughs> It, it's lava. Thunderously, lava rushed into the place of the water. So、Sorry. the stream of water has now turned into a stream of lava. Right. I think that's what happens during a volcano, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Can I also just say when it says she soon found a cave and swam into it, her eyes danced when she saw the surface. Do you think that's what I meant by her eyes didn't work right when I said that in the first sentence? It's like <laughs> they were too busy dancing. Yeah, they were dancing instead of looking. <laughs> is that what astigmatism is? Your eyes are dancing. <laughs> yeah, right. I have astigmatism, so I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I don't actually know what astigmatism is. <laughs> is it where your eyes like move, or they just told me I had it, and they were like, "Yeah, we can tell every time we we put on a song with a good beat, you have astigmatism." <laughs> That's what the eye doctor told me. Your eyes have good rhythm, though. <laughs> yeah, and, and they would play different tracks. They'd play some Bruno Mars, and they would play some Kesha, and they'd be like, "Better or worse? Better or worse?" <laughs> But your eyes have totally different taste in music than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.、Um, okay, so thunderously. So yeah, here's where the adverbs come in. Thunderously, lava rushed in the place of the water. Past the lava, there was a tunnel with light in it. If only she could jump over it. The lava. I'm assuming. <laughs> My God. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm so confused about what's happening. Okay, so once again, there's a stream of lava. That is between a character and their goal, right? So her goal is to get to the tunnel with the light in it. She wants to jump over the lava to get to the tunnel with the light. Uh, okay. So she just swam up out of water. She's now on land in a tunnel. The water that she was just in is now lava, and she needs to jump over it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So she jumped over, and then daringly she backed up and tried to jump over the lava. She was about to fall halfway when she grabbed a stalactite and swung to the other side. <laughs> I love how it's so daring that she tries to. It's just stupid. If if she doesn't have a plan when she jumps to grab the stalactite, she just got really lucky that one was there. Yeah, she was just gonna jump halfway and die in love. <laughs> and I don't think a stalactite is something that's that easy to grab onto. You know what I mean? Like, right? It would have to be your plan to jump to it. Yeah. Otherwise, she would probably just run into it <laughs> as she was jumping. I feel like most people have a pretty good idea of how far they can jump. They can look at a gap and be like, "Okay, I might be able to make that." But if you can only make it halfway, it's not very daring to just go ahead and jump anyway. Do I dare? <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing that stalactite was there, and I, I'm glad she swung to the other side. Swinging on a stalactite is something that's possible, right? Classic swinging stalactite. <laughs> yeah, it's like a loose tooth or something.、Uh, yeah. Then she climbed up the tunnel, Victoria. Seriously, when she got to the top, she found herself running with Kevin Ari. Sorry, she found herself running with Kevin Ari, Reginald, and Jane. Wow, everyone's finally together except for what Janet and Daryl and James are the only ones.、Oh, I forgot about James. <laughs> His hair is messed up. You don't remember? For some reason, in my mind, Kevin and James are the same person. No, but... Kevin likes to play. James is an asshole whose hair was messed up one time. <laughs> I don't remember his hair being. What was his hair messed up? That's just how I started off one of the paragraphs. Just, it just says James's hair was all messed up, and then there's no other mention of his hair. <laughs> there's some action for you. <laughs> That's a good hook. Yeah, right. Do you remember in school when you had to write essays and they always told you to start it with a hook? Yeah, an interesting attention-grabbing hook. Yeah, I was always so academic about that. I would just try to find something from the story that I. That I was writing about that was interesting to me,、mm-hmm. not actually like an attention grabber, but just like something that I found somewhat interesting. <laughs> I was very bad at hooks. <laughs> Did you pitch it as one interesting detail of the story? Is <laughs> yeah, I started every essay with fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna guess what happened. Okay, so next paragraph, and we're only gonna get through part of this paragraph because there's a good stopping place. Okay, so this paragraph starts with Janet. Who, if you remember, she ended up in a pool of water near some giant crocodiles. Right. Oh, I guess they've already met up, actually, based on these first few sentences. Janet silently shrieked viciously. A crocodile grabbed James in its mouth and threw him across the bank. Janet knew he was dead. <laughs> 
Well, that's pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> Should we take a moment to remember his arc? Messed up hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It started when he was originally in Reginald's group. Reginald said, let's go this way. And James said, no, I don't want to go that way. So then Reginald and the rest of his group ran away. So then James ran the other direction and met up with Daryl in his pit that Daryl found. And then did they both get grabbed by the Quetzalcoatlus and taken to the nest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his hair gets messed up. He ruins Daryl's hideout. He makes the tunnel collapse. Yeah, that allows the Quetzalcoatlus to grab Daryl and James. They were in the Quetzalcoatlus nest. He tried to throw a rock to help Daryl. And then he just rolls around in the mud. He jumps in the water and then... <laughs> And then he gets thrown by a giant <laughs> crocodile <laughs> and he dies. Wow. He was not very helpful at all. <laughs> like if I were Daryl, I would just be like, no, you go the other way. I'm going this way. Also, that's just so funny. You know, giant crocodile doesn't eat James, just grabs him and throws him to kill him. Yeah, it's another Tekken move. R.I.P. James. Okay, back to Janet. Cautiously, she swam over to the bank and saw the Quetzalcoatlus. Eek! She screamed. (laughs) You can see why she did it silently last time, because she doesn't scream very cool words. It's an embarrassing shriek. Eek! She screamed and started to swim away. The crocodiles turned and started to chase after her. This gave Daryl time to swim to the bank and get onto it. (laughs) Janet turned around. There were two crocodiles. She could vaguely... (laughs) Sorry, the spelling of vaguely is hilarious. V-A-G-L-E-Y. She could vaguely see them in the dark. One of the great beasts opened its massive jaws, and she knew it was too late. Suddenly, lava swooshed down the river, killing the crocodiles. (laughs) God. Without boiling the water and Janet alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I also just love that, like, these verbs that I'm coming up with for what the lava does. (laughs) Swooshed. Swooshed. So then crocodiles are dead. And then as Daryl looked back, he saw Sheila, Reginald, Kevin, Ari, and Jane. When they caught up to him, he ran with them. (laughs) I'm just imagining they're like running a marathon at this point. Like they couldn't be going over like a slight jog. (laughs) He's like, oh, everybody's running. Okay, I'll run with you. I mean, good a time as any to get a run in. (laughs) Got to stay fit. And then, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is so crazy. Um, Reginald stopped and looked at the carcass of the bird-like dinosaur. So that's the Quetzalcoatlus. Ari quickly ran over and pushed him forward. As if she were a monkey, Janet... <laughs> as, as if you she know, were a monkey. how monkeys do. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it away that it's not something monkeys do. I haven't finished the sentence. As if, Sorry. <laughs> as if she were a monkey, Janet jumped in front of them and said, Surprise! <laughs> I did ruin that a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> if a monkey jumped in front of me and said surprise. Whoa, I didn't know monkeys did that. <laughs> I'm picturing like, continue this line of thought. And like the next sentence is like, then channeling the behavior of an elephant, she counted to 10 and played a badass electric guitar solo. <laughs> I just, I mean, okay. So we agree this is not something monkeys do, but just picture it. Just picture you're running for your life. And then someone jumps in front of you and says, surprise. <laughs> oh, Janet. She just, she's such a joker. Yeah. So I guess Daryl assumed that Janet was dead. It says, Daryl just couldn't put it together. But, but wait. How'd you do that? And then Janet says, I thought I was swimming away from death, but really, I was swimming right into life. Wow. What a (laughs) statement. And then she died. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's some like self-help seminar sort of quote. Don't just swim away from death. Swim into life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Janet says, I thought I was swimming away from death, but really I was swimming into life. And then she said... As if she had been waiting for three years to say it. <laughs> God, she's really had some time to think about this. Thank God I went on this dino adventure. <laughs> the whole time she's running away from dinosaurs, she's thinking like, what would be the absolute <laughs> best zinger I could throw out when I finally see Daryl again? Well, first I got to jump out in front of him like a monkey and say surprise. <laughs> yeah. That's step one. That's obvious. Okay, so it was as if she had been waiting three years to say it, and then suddenly lava burst forward about 20 yards behind them. They ran. (laughs) Yeah, and then I'll end on this sentence. Soon they found Ray, and then parentheses, if you can't remember, he's the one that's copter got crashed. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you. <narrator. laughs> we can cover the ridiculousness of that sentence in the next episode. But yeah, I think this is a good stopping place because they're about to get saved, right? They found Ray with his helicopter. Yeah. The whole crew is back together. And the fact that you've reminded the reader for the first time of a character <laughs> when you've just, in other instances, thrown in brand new characters like Ari and just expected us to know who they are. <laughs> or even Ray, for that matter. I mean, I'm still going to assume he's the original Ray with no job. Yeah. He just got a job, though. He got his helicopter license. And then he crashed his helicopter on his first job. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, so... That's that. All of our friends are together now. Uh, we're about to get the climactic final scene, which I think you're just going to love. I'm sorry, but I, I still have a strong suspicion that a lot of people were just <laughs> forgotten by the narrator along the way. <laughs> there were a lot of people who you don't explicitly know that they die, <laughs> but I guess you just never hear from them again. <laughs> yeah, the one that just keeps coming back to me is Ragsir. Yeah. He didn't fulfill his narrative promise of being an old man that provides wisdom to help them get off the island. He's just, he's just wobbly. He just wobbles over his words for two paragraphs and he's knocked out and won't budge. I don't want to do this. Well, maybe I will before next episode, but I want to like do the math and figure out, because you said how many people were on the airplane uh-huh. and see if I can even track down how many people I can track down of that original, what, 20? Yeah. Something like that. So that was that episode. I hope you guys liked that episode. Did you like it, Joseph? I did like it. It was a good one. I'm excited for the ending. So we only have one more episode of Island of the Dinosaurs. Man. Oh, but we will have a retrospective episode, of course. Of course. Okay. Because we know you can't get enough (laughs) Island of the Dinosaurs. (laughs) People are clamoring for more Island of the Dinosaurs content. Because I know, yeah, once you get to that episode 14 of Island of the Dinosaurs, you're going to be thinking, maybe one more. (laughs) After after you've heard 14 hours of Island of the Dinosaurs content. (laughs) I feel like we should apologize, (laughs) but we won't. But we won't. (laughs) Please go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Don't do it with other podcasts. We're the ones who need the reviews. Or unless you want to give everyone else one star. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, we, yeah, we program some bots to give every other podcast one star. Everyone's like, whoa, there's only one good podcast? And it's inside the mind of a child <laughs> genius? That's crazy. It's a genius plan. And then uh, I want you to go on Smashwords and look up our stories and read about them. And I want you to rate and review them on Smashwords. Make sure you send all your stuff to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. Fan art, your stories, fan theories. Send us your scams. Send us your spams. We have a link tree. If you go to linktr.ee slash childgenius, you can find all the links to see all of our stuff with this podcast. Yeah, make sure you tell your friends and family about the podcast. That really helps us spread the word. I know one good way that you can spread the word about the podcast. If, if you're the sort of person who just always talks with O-I's in your words, if you say things like, oi coin, toik, noi white, oi coin. <laughs> yeah, if you could do that for us, that'd be nice. Yeah. We could popularize the term to inside the mind of a child genius <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you... That'll be pretty easy to popularize. I think people will be using that <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> it just rolls off the And that would, be, that would mean talking about the podcast inside the mind of a child genius. So those are the ways to spread the word about the podcast. Uh, I'm Theo. I'm Ray with a job. <laughs> <laughs> the upgraded Ray. Right. <laughs> Wait, I'm not Theo. I'm a volcano. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's the theme song. Wait, it's not the theme song. It's a volcano. <laughs> it's a volcano. I was wondering why it felt so hot. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where my hands got so hot. Next time you hear a a hot tune on the radio, that's because it's a volcano. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.